Okay, episode 13, Hard to Please with Eva V. I'm thinking you do my introduction. Eva V. <laughs> How do I do the introduction? Like, I don't know. Pretend you're me and introduce hi everybody. the podcast. Um, this is Eva V, and we're here with the one and only super spectacular, super hot, cool, funny, smart, and amazing London. Londorama. Londonius. Am I being loud enough? I feel like your audio is like way louder than mine. Nope. They're at the same uh, same level. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now introduce yourself. Oh, you just did introduce yourself. Well, kinda. I introduced myself as you, but. That's I, true. What can I introduce yourself? Well, um, like today's going to get a little weird. <laughs> you think I feel like so? this is gonna be a weird one. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it'll be good. But uh so I'm I'm London, uh coming from down south, down under, uh from Louisiana. I'm just recently graduating from Myad, so I guess I would call myself a work in progress arts stu- not really a student anymore, but artist, I guess. Yep. That's that's me. That's you. Um London and I became friends in a weird way, but here we are. Well, we we became friends at Camino. Kinda. We knew each other before that. Shout out to the job. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said where I work on here. Oh, should we take it back? No, it's fine. It's it's, it's been done. Um. Okay. So I know you know how this works because you've actually listened to a couple episodes, which I think I need to make all my guests listen to at least one episode, but they don't. Um. So. I curate a list of topics to my guest, right? But a couple weeks, months, a month, like a month ago, I needed help curating a list for a specific guest because, and I thought that you might know them better than me. So I asked you for a list of topics that you thought I should include. Well, I saved the list. Oh, that list? So that's our list of topics today. Oh my God. So like you kind of wrote the podcast episode. Whoa. I was like. I was like, oh my gosh, what are these questions going to be? I was like nervous. And then I went back and like looked at the questions. Did you really? Like a little bit. But this was a couple, <laughs> this was a couple days ago, so I don't really remember them. Okay, good. All right. So do you have anything you want to get off your chest before we start? <laughs> no, not right, not right now. I'll, if I think about it, yeah, I'll be know. sure to let the podcast know. Yeah. <laughs> the people want to know. Okay. Number one. Ooh, this is a good one to start because you're going to the Sophie tonight. Milwaukee bar scene. Ooh, Milwaukee bar scene. How do I even start with that? I mean, honestly, I've loved the Milwaukee bar scene. Like, because I, where I come from, like, the bar scene is just kind of, uh, like, all over the place. I feel like here, I mean, granted, it's, like, the only thing going for it here in Milwaukee. <laughs> but it's it's fun. Like, they've got a lot of really cool djs you know that have been like up and coming and it's like really cool to get to know the djs that are around milwaukee and then just see them navigate that lifestyle but like i don't know like just water street bars are just kind of mm, but i tend to still find myself at water street bars yeah well i think milwaukee bars they okay so they have their their phases of being great and then they have their phases of being not great Mm -hmm. um and like sometimes i will ride or die for trinity and other times i'm like you will not catch me in that bar well i like i love trinity i love trinity i think i like the environment of trinity the music that they play not like the concept of three bars in one building so i can run away right if i I don't want to be around somebody yeah that's the best part that's like because i love you know me i like to relocate Mm -hmm. i like to relocate i like to jump around and trinity allows me to do that with without leaving the building Right. Yeah. Or you could just like hide for a second. Yeah. It's great. There's multiple bathrooms. Like it's. Yeah. And it's all of the renovations that they've been doing too. It's just like. I liked it better though, because did you ever, were you, did you ever go out when like, cause McGillicuddy's used to be a, a big stop in everybody's night and now it's not. I never, I never really experienced that. Like I would go to McGillicuddy's every now and again, but. Cause it was like, if you're hitting gillies you're like if you're hitting trinity you're probably gonna stop at gillies because i mean the patio used to be popping like in the summer mm-hmm. and now like i i don't really think gillies hasn't really been like a thing for like a, a while now yeah i mean i've 
never really been a fan of Gillies. First off, it's called McGillicuddy's. Like, that's just, like, a goofy name. But, like, I mean, I mean granted, the bars. A, that's the name of a liquor. Oh. Yeah, like, like McGillicuddy's. Yo, this is just <laughs> clicking for me. That's crazy. Like, like the, the red. Yeah. The ch- well, ch- cherry. No. Ch- cherry bombs. Well, yeah, is like yeah, yes, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So, was that, like, part of the McGillicuddy's brand? I have no idea. Mm. But. Well, I think actually, I think that their logo is the same logo. Yo, so okay, maybe. so we're we're get, we're connecting the dots here. But no, water, water. I I do like water. I I had a Third Street phase. Um, third Street. So like that's where like uh, Brat House and Camp. Well, I worked. I was a cocktail waitress at Camp Bar, so it was like we like me and like our coworkers like get off work and hit up Brat mm-hmm. House or like, unfortunately RWBs, which I don't like. Um, there's oh, like yeah. some bars over there, but then you can just hop the bridge and like go over to water. So like it was like a nice place because you could you had your like options were limitless. Um, yeah, I mean like I really like uh, like I was at first I was like Brothers is like weird like lame, but I love Brothers now. Like I think I just like I've come to realize I really like bigger bars where I have more room to like navigate. And like you said, if I'm if I want to run away for a second, yeah. I can just like duck off and hide. Which is really nice, but I, I I think I'm like that too because especially when I go to concerts, when I go to festivals, it's like a, a thing where pe- I usually end up pissing a lot of people off because I I run away. Um, I remember some well I don't remember, but I was at Summer Smash a couple years ago, and I spent none of it with the people I went because they told me I like literally would run away every day. But it's because I'm trying to find my vibe and what what works for me. Right, and I ugh, brothers brothers is. Ugh. Lately, it's been better. I do like the dance floor, like when I'm where with like with my girlfriends, like yeah. it's a vibe for sure. Well, brothers just gives me that hair on a hair on a hair, like country bro- <laughs> country brother vibe. You know? I just hate that every time I'm at brothers, I run into somebody that I don't want to. Yeah, that's, no, that's something valid. I dislike. But I I really like Brady right now. Ah, uh, like you really like Brady, and I just like kind of don't like Brady Street. I mean, like. What I've come to realize about the Milwaukee bar scene, it's very much so, um, like, you go this place this night, and, like, so you'll be at, on water on, like, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, and, you know, like, maybe you'll end up at Brady on the weekdays. I don't know. It's just, like, Brady is cool. I just, it's, like, it's selective for me, but... Like, I, I, I going- used to hate, I used to hate Brady with, like, a fucking passion, mm-hmm. But now that I'm getting into my, my older years, um, <laughs> now I feel like I like that I know what I'm getting when I go. Right. Yeah. And I like that everything, all the places I'm ready that I want to go to are like, it's like a little, they're like right next to each other. So I don't have to be outside for long. Yeah. When it's cold. Um, I'm a slut for St. Bibbs when people are down. I love St. Bibbs. I hate that nobody ever wants to go there. I always want to go to St. Bibbs and we've never went together. Like the rave, like I'm a raver. I'm a raver girl, you know? Sorry, that's crazy. I've never seen you at a rave. Well, <laughs> we've never gone to raves together, but like prior to like us meeting, I was always there. But are you like, going I'm to just, Bonnaroo this year? Oh, uh, where is Bonnaroo? Tennessee. You think I'm going to go to Tennessee? When is it? June. Yeah. Well, actually, so I went, I just went, this past year was my fifth year, and I've decided that maybe this year, I, mm, I might, I might switch it up and go to a different festival, which I would think, I think I'd have to be off of social media the entire week that Bonnaroo took place because I would have the worst FOMO. But yeah. I think it's time that I try new things. Well, I know. Five years like, of a festival? Yeah. That's where my money goes. Well, I mean, I know they got really cool festivals, like, out of the country. Like, what's that one... I just don't Is want it? a festival that Live Nation runs. Who? Live Nation. Who's that? It's like this it's this company that they've taken over like a lot of festivals. I'm pretty sure they did World, you know? What is it? When all that shit happened. Astro World? Yeah. Mm. Not that like not that Live Nation running of like they I mean I still love Bonnaroo even though they've taken over. I just think I like more like intimate non-commercialized festivals. Yeah, they used to have a really freaking cool festival in New Orleans called Buku Fest, and I they took it away this year, and I don't know if they're bringing it back next year, but it was just, like, very independent, small. I mean, granted, it wasn't small because there would be a 
whole bunch of people there but like I just like I like stuff like that where it's like yeah you don't really know about it because I'm yeah. sure you probably never heard of it but like whereas like Bonnaroo you have yeah oh because like, I remember we were talking about I was like thinking about what I because okay I like festivals that are like 10,000 people or less that's what I've come mm-hmm. to like learn I I love Bonnaroo I love like you know like Lollapalooza like festivals that are bigger they're fun like they're i'm not saying they're not fun i just don't like when there's like it's so like commercialized like i feel like bonnaroo has become sort of coachella like if coachella Mm. was a verb well i've never been so i wouldn't actually know but i mean it doesn't like it's never appealed to me like i if i'm gonna go to any sort of like rave or event or just like festival like I want it to like you said I want it to be smaller and I don't know I just really like because like Tennessee has never necessarily appealed to me I mean like I've been there a couple of times but like going to a festival there I like a festival that's like I don't know just more lax and I've being that I've heard about it I feel like maybe it's not but <laughs> you never know until you go so it is the farm is like my second home so I will always forever love going to Bonnaroo I think I'll be one of those like old ladies at Bonnaroo uh-huh. with my tits out but hell yeah maybe not this summer well I, I remember I went to a, a Zed's Dead concert at Red Rocks one time and there was this couple there you who went to Zed's Dead at Red Rocks yes bro it was so good okay maybe you are a rave girl yeah don't act like I ain't oh, oh, girl. I'm the best no I'm not I mean I haven't really been raving that long that was probably like four or five years ago and that's when it really started for me mm-hmm. but Zed's Dead uh, was my first rave too really yeah oh, <laughs> but it was here in Milwaukee not at fucking Red Rocks it was awesome dude but this couple in front of me they were probably like in their 40s or maybe like late 40s 50s and they're like they look at me and my boyfriend at the time because this was like our first festival together and they tell us they're like we've been coming to this festival or this concert for 15 years and and they had their full raver gear they and were i was 40 like, and that's how they sounded when they talked okay no <laughs> i'm exaggerating i am totally exaggerating but they like dig in their bag of mushrooms and they eat them and they're like y'all want some and we're just like no we don't need those granted we were never mind never mind <laughs> Dad, never mind let me not give like that five years like statue of limitations you're probably good all right yeah yeah i think well we were already tripping so yeah it's like i didn't need them you didn't need them but granted that would have been cool that would have been cool i just waited on a table uh not that long ago that said they just went to dirty heads at red rocks which i think would have been fucking Ooh, a cool show to sick. see but red rocks is lit Honestly, that was the most beautiful, like, venue. I guess it's not really a venue. It's literally outside, but concert space. And the sound system, amazing. I bet. It's, like, it's definitely on my bucket list. Um, It's crazy that the next topic is literally music then versus now. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at at a natural Look at, like, we're just, like, kind of, like... Kind of vibing, bro. Right? We're vibing. (laughs) Music then versus now, I don't know what I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man. I don't know. Music then versus now. I I think my last episode... um, I think it was my last episode. We talked about the era of SoundCloud rap. Oh, wow. Um, So good. And how that i think it it paved the way for so much shit um because there's my genres that i listen to that i keep up with and like rap is like i feel like something that you if you are really into like rap or like hip-hop music like you have to kind of it's you keep up Mm -hmm. um but then like when i listen to like alternative or like indie like i i a lot of the stuff that's that i listen to when i do i am in that mood is shit from like 2016 yeah and honestly like I feel like the indie scene now, it's like, I I like to see the way it's evolving, but I personally don't really listen to that type of music anymore. Like you said, like when I'm listening to it, I'm going to be listening to like like, older music. Right. Like Arctic Monkeys and like Mm -hmm. Lord, like all the stuff that came out like when I was in high school. Right. Because I feel like now it's like everybody's sort of just like kind of, I don't want to say copying that style, but it's like, it's never going to be what it was. It's, and it's so heavily influenced that it's it's obvious, mm-hmm. which is, not, that's not always necessarily a bad thing. Right. But when I can hear like what you're trying to be and not executing it, it's like, well, why, why, why don't I just go listen to those songs then? Right. You know, like I used to, yeah. I used to love like the 1975. Like, oh, I don't know about that one. Well, I used to love them like their debut album. Oh, right. Before they decided to be pop. 
Oh, remember Sweater Weather? The Neighborhood? Oh, that well, yeah, that Neighborhood, but, like, do you remember that song? Yeah. Do you remember that era of time where everybody was, like, getting on those, like, music apps and, like, just singing that song? Yeah. Did you ever do that? No. Oh, well, Did you? Was... Girl, of course. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, you ever watched uh, Atlanta, like, the show? Um, no, nah, I don't really. I think I actually did no? watch it. I watched an episode. So there's an episode where, um, it's called The Crank That Killer. Mm. And so this guy- Ooh. Yeah, so this guy is like, he's a he's a serial killer, and he kills anybody who ever made a crank that like dance video and put oh, it on wow. YouTube, right? So I feel like, wouldn't it be funny if we did like a spoof of that? But it's people killing, like somebody killing everybody who made a sweater weather a sweater weather video. Yeah. That would be that would be a lot of killing. You would be dead. Yeah, I would be dead. But I mean, eh, I wouldn't be mad. We about should it. link the video. <laughs> the like. Sweater brother, brother, yeah, singing it, dude. I did a video on Kids Bop before. You know what song Come I again? Sang? What? You know how Kids Bop had that like website where you could go and put like videos of you singing? I did "Keep Your Head Up" and um, what song was it? The Campfire Song song by on, from SpongeBob. <laughs> what? Yeah, I did both of those. It no, was you did amazing. No, no, no way. Yes, okay, I did. wait, wait, cut, cut the track. Well, okay. Um, I can't find it on the internet. You're right. I. I thought I could find it. Nope, it's been erased. I mean, granted, you know how that internet thing is. Like, it probably has that been erased. That internet thing is. <laughs> but it's still somewhere, oh, it's somewhere out there. out there for sure. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. For sure. Um, yeah, but... Who are your top five artists right now? Top five artists right now. I always put Mac Miller at the top of my list, even though I've, like, listened to all his songs over and over and, like... They're starting to get old, but I mean it's not. So I'm like still gonna. Okay, put do do like right now though. Right now, no, it, not, it doesn't have to be of all time. You can do all time and right now if that makes you feel better. Well, right now it's always gonna be <laughs> Mac Miller is number <laughs> okay, one. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, uh, let me think. I all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna look just because I haven't really. I listen to music. Don't get me wrong. But I don't really like keep track of who. Oh, Don Tolliver is going to be on that list. Oh, Brent Fias. So I saw Don Tolliver and I don't remember any of it. Uh, look, look it didn't you say sense. that on another one of your podcasts about the Drake concert that you went to? <laughs> Though yeah, I, it was, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should slow down a little bit before you get in the <laughs> into the ah! venue. Okay, yeah. So Don Tolliver. It's not before I get into the venue. It's the problem that when I get into the venue, I continue. That's true. That's true. But, okay, Don Tolliver, Brent Fias, those are... Th- this is not going to be in any order. Um, who else? I, like, I don't really... Can I just do top three? Sure. Okay. Don Tolliver, Brent Fias. Oh, no, I can do it. I can do it. Don Tolliver, Brent Fias, Earl Sweatshirt. Um, here, here, here. I'm going to put Mac Miller on that list, too, because I listen to him pretty religiously. Um, and then I want to put a woman on the list because, you know, shout out to the ladies. But, hmm, I guess I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back to you on that. I'm going to think about it and let you know who my. Oh, actually, it's going to be a man. Dominique Fike. That's my top five. OK, let me do mine. My current is going to be Brett Fias. Okay. He was, oh my God, on my Apple replay, he was not only, he was my number one artist, my number one album, my number, like, most played song. He was all of, like, all the top. Um, So it would always be Brent Fias. Yeah, he'd be eating. Um, I've been really into, so I've always loved Danger Incorporated. Oh, but that's a good one. I've been, like, they've, I feel like every couple of years, I'll, like, get, I'll really, like, deep dive back into them. Mm-hmm. And one of my good friends is, like, good friends with them. And so, like, we had, we, like, we, we, we've been friends for, like, a long time, like, a decade. And. You're so cool. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so, sometimes when I, like, I'll talk to him, like, after, like, a while, like, I'll Whoa. be like, I should listen to Danger Incorporated. Okay, so Danger Incorporated, Brent Fias. Uh, um, no no order right no order pierre born is always in my rotation just because pierre you want to come out here that like that one i'm yeah i mean that's yes he he makes his own music though oh okay well if you're talking about soundcloud artists i'm he's gonna not ha- a soundcloud artist uh, he was 
If you think about it, he was in that era. He was in that era, but he's I wouldn't he's call not him anymore. Now. He's not anymore. Okay, but Young Bands and uh Uno the Activist. You know Uno the Activist yeah. just goes by the act now? No. I yeah. didn't know that. I'm disappointed about it. Um Ah I've been really into I go through my phases of Daniel Caesar, I really do. Ooh. Really good. Really good, really good. I love him. But, like, you know, there's, like, controversy around him. So, it's like, oh, my God. That's why I don't put him on my list. But, but you know, Um, there's controversy around everybody. And I've been really into Lil Yachty lately, too. Mm. Like, that one song. Like, the solo step in. I mean, I love that song. Yeah. But, like, in general, like, just listening. Because I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about how, um, if you went back and told me the first time I listened to, like, um, One Night in, like, Minnesota and stuff, like, the shit he'd be doing now, I'd be like, like I just feel like yeah. it's su- it's surprising that he's been relevant for this long considering what he started with. Right. But he has gotten only better. I feel like a lot of people disagree but I think he has gotten only better. He's experimented with his sound. He's ex- he's experimented with his look. He low-key looking fine now for some reason. He not look I mean Yes, he is. Yes, Girl, you he know is. you know me and my type. I like you like medium ugly. <laughs> well, I mean he is medium ugly, but he's just like <laughs> He been looking fine now. Um, I'm gonna send you some stuff later, and you're gonna be like, you know what? You know what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You need <laughs> to like incorporate your podcast to be like video, so you could put like pictures of like. I'm artists. I'm planning on it. I'm just okay because. So this the room that we record the podcast in is really small. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to do one camera, but we need one camera per person. Right. So I have, but I so I only have one camera. So I have to obtain another camera. So maybe bring that up again during tax return season and we'll talk. <laughs> but funny. I'm still waiting on you to get that fucking tattoo gun. So I don't need mm. you to be telling me about purchases Girl, you know, I gotta we, make. We don't need to go there. We don't <laughs> need to go there. But I mean, eventually. I like Once I get paid, uh, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> we literally just got paid the other day. Girl, my my check's been low. I know, and my hours been clocking in wrong too. I think it's bogus that they paid us the beginning of Halloween weekend. Like I wasn't gonna spend most of it. Right. I mean, granted, I'm doing okay, like financially, but I gotta save, girl. Like I gotta save. Once I once I get to that point, then I'll invest. Yeah, you gotta in save my, for our trip in to my, Atlanta, girl. Oh shit! Not just kidding. I've been saving for that. I got to Uh, no, you're not. No, I swear. I literally have a travel fund um account on my phone that takes out of my bank account every day and it puts like 50 cents to a dollar to like five dollars into it depending on how much i spend that day we're going to magic city you better have a lot more say <laughs> right i'm talking about 50 cents <laughs> you gonna throw the 50 cents at the strippers <laughs> yo we're gonna go to the strip club i want to go to magic city what is magic city it's a strip club that's like a specific strip club yeah is that the one that drake be going to is the one that Lil Dirk be going to Oh, I, don't know I trust Lil Durk. I trust. No, I'm gonna take that back. I don't trust any body, man. <laughs> any man. <laughs> no, yeah. I was gonna say I trust Lil Durk over Drake's uh strip stripper opinions, but no, I'm gonna take that back. Um, you know, take me back to Georgia, back to Atlanta. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't know the words, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just hum when I don't. That's fine. Um celebrity crushes mm. i'm gonna tell you name five celebrity crushes i'm gonna tell you if you're right or wrong you want to know my number one yep robert pattinson wrong what this is not the skin of a killer fella oh my gosh he is so number one and he has been number one forever like wrong what? next okay so number two um uh, you give me your number one and i'm gonna think about my number two and i'll tell you if you're right or wrong uh, um, why do I not know off the top of my head? I oh. see. Okay, because like I want to say Brent Fies, but it just feels so basic. He's like an attractive guy, but like you know, he's just kind of basic looking. You know, mm, I would say that. Oh wait, I forgot. Me and Julia have this list of who we have dibs on. <laughs> oh, a list of who you have dibs on. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, if the forever to be relevant. So, this is not actually a celebrity crush because it's a made-up person, 
But if I were to do like a cartoon character crush, I would probably say the rat from Flushed Away. <laughs> what? And think about think about my first celebrity crush and compare that to him. They kind of have similar looks, right? Um I would like to I want to note that this this I have a note share with with Julia. It is <laughs> It is literally said. It says rappers I would have sex with, right? Oh my gosh. Um, and it was made November thirteenth, twenty twenty two, and the first person on there is Gunna, and that's before he was skinny. Okay, Gunna, are you serious? I don't know why he's the first person on the list. He's not the first person. Gunna is not cute. You know who I am in love with? Ski Mask, the Slum God. He looks all right. Hmm. He looks all right. I'm. I am, like, I am not going to knock you for that one, but he's just kind of scary looking to me. Yeah, I kind of like that. Well, you know me, girl. I like my men scary looking. Um, Lakeith Stanfield. Who is that? You know who that is. Come on. Well, I'm going to put Tyler, the creator, as number two for me. Oh, wait. I did say the rap. From, we're not going to count that. So Tyler, the creator, that is going to be number two. Oh, yeah, he's hot. Oh, wait. You know that one dude? Um... From Moonlight, and then he was also in the Bird Box movies. I can't remember his name. Look him up. <sighs> he is so hot to me. And he's from Louisiana, so I'm like... Uh, uh, uh. Is Popeye's better in Louisiana? Huh? Is Popeye's better in Louisiana? I had Popeye's today. Popeye's is going to be problematic no matter where you go, because there's been times where I went to Popeye's, and I waited an hour in line, and there was yeah, people like fighting in the Popeye's in Louisiana. So it's oh. like... It's not gonna be better anywhere. But I'm saying like the food. No, nah, it's not. It's it's all the same, you know. They all get the same shipments. The best Popeyes ever had was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga, Tennessee. In the mountains. Ooh, have you ever been to a Waffle House? Duh. Girl, I'm from Georgia. Oh right. Duh. This dude. This dude. Trevante Rhodes. Mm. Ooh, he's fine mm-hmm. he's fine what do you think about jonathan majors okay we can't have this whole podcast be <laughs> yeah like we can't just sit here and like talk about hot men um, this is gonna make some people upset who i don't know oh okay <laughs> jesse eisenberg do you know who that is uh-uh wait that's he's from familiar. the zombie land movie he was a the like white scrawny dude uh oh really jesse eisenberg Him. girl i used to like michael Sarah too but we're not gonna go there. You look like Michael Sarah. Bitch, fuck you! <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> you got me fucked up. <laughs> You're crazy. I guess I kind of uh, do. You do. I mean, I ain't mad about it. Ooh, and uh, Napoleon Dynamite in the Napoleon the Dynamite fuck? movie. I just like a geeky looking white dude. Like they're just hot <laughs> to me. Like I don't know what it is. But so if you look like Napoleon Dynamite, please slide in her Yes, DM. please slide into Lindonious. my DMs. Instagram is L-O-N-D-O-N-E-U-S. Slide into my DMs if you look anything between the spectrum of Michael Sarah, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> and Jesse Eisenberg, especially Robert Pattinson. But, you know, we're talking about geeky looking white dudes. We're not talking about the <laughs> looking white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a man. Uh... What are your inspirations? My inspiration in life. Um, like inspirations like other people or... Girls, your list, you made it. Right. Oh, shit. Um, so I guess I'm very inspired by like... Like I don't make music, but music artists are always inspiring me. Like Tyler, the creator has been doing everything that I want to do and it's just so yeah. inspiring to see him start from like this very problematic music artist to now having his own clothing brand he makes like suitcases and stuff like that that's very inspiring to me um so lo- what about like people in your life though people in my life because I think about like like okay Joey the guy who owns the studio like he inspires me he I've known him we met when we were 13, 14. How old were you when you were freshman and sophomore? Uh, um, freshman in high school? Uh, you're 14, right? Yeah, about. Thir- yeah. 13, 14. Um, and this man, I don't think he sits still. Like, mm-hmm. he built this studio. So, like, he runs a studio. Yeah, that's pretty he cool. He does, like, prints on, like, shirts and, like, does flea markets and sells them. He's been a beekeeper 
whoa yeah like he just does like anything like i like people who just they just keep fucking going like they just keep finding the next thing Mm -hmm. because i feel like i do that to like a capacity my only thing is like i don't i don't keep finding things and do them to the best of my ability i sometimes i just half-ass them right you know but because like right now i'm i'm working on like i'm doing the podcast i'm I'm doing that creative project that you're helping me with uh Mm -hmm. on sunday um so like there's that and like i think about the guy who i had on my podcast last week riley he inspires me he um does a lot of stuff like in the music industry that i think like he because there's a there's a fine line between managing people in the music music industry and just using them to make up like a bag but like then there's like actually like people who do it like as like a creative outlet and he's somebody that i feel like uses it as a creative outlet i mean he's still making his money but yeah he's doing it in the way he wants to do it Mm -hmm. you know so like in like about people like you know okay so um, like local people too well there's this artist that i actually graduated in the class in the same class as his name is seth terhar Mm -hmm. um he he graduated in i want to say shoot i can't remember it was the same major as me um, I know he did, I think, furniture design um, or just, like, woodworking. And then he's also, like, kind of, I think he's, like, managing, not managing, but, like, working in galleries now. Yeah. And, like, it's been so inspiring to see him, like, start from a freshman where he was, like, just, like, painting to now making, like, furniture and, like, wooden art pieces and now, like, managing galleries and, like, setting up exhibitions. Like, that's what I want to do. And it's, like, really inspiring to see somebody the same age as me doing it. Yeah. Because it's, like, he's constantly progressing and doing that. And it's just amazing because, like, I'll commend, I'll commitment to him if that's the right word. But because I feel like um you're so I've been in Milwaukee a long time. And you're somebody who kind of came from the outside. Mm -hmm. And I think a big theme in Milwaukee is people are very, very hesitant to give flowers to other people here. Like, Mm -hmm. especially creative to creative, like no matter what genre it is. Yeah. It's it's that it's it's kind of hard to see because when somebody blows up, like when Certified Trapper blew up or like, I mean, I guess to an extent, like when DC the Don started blowing up. Like then people want to be like, oh yeah, he from Milwaukee, da 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 da. But it's yeah. like, but when he was trying to make it, you all y'all weren't saying shit, right? You know, and that's what like I've been riding so hard lately. I'm, I feel like I fought hard to get flowers in a lot of projects that I worked on mm-hmm. that I didn't get my flowers for, and right. it wasn't because the people that I was working on the creative pro like projects with like weren't trying to give it to me. It's just sometimes you you can fall into the background or whatever. So I felt like a, a lot of stuff I never got my flowers for. So mm-hmm. I've been trying lately, and I feel like you know this because of, like, the project, the creative project I'm working right. on right now. Like, I'm trying to give – I want people in Milwaukee to get their flowers before they – like, at, on the route, you know? Yeah, or just, like, build connections with other people who are doing the same thing. Right. Because I feel like, you know, like – People get selfish in this city. Right. They really people, do. Right, or they just, like, kind they of think, keep. like, this is, this is my project – you figure out yours on your own. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to come together and collaborate. And granted, there are people who do that, you know, but it's just, like, it's not really, like, it just is, like, looked down upon in a way, I feel like, because everybody is just, like, trying to make it for themselves and doesn't realize that in order to do that, you have to bring other people up with you. And, I mean, I don't know. But other inspirations, I would definitely have to say my mom. She is, like really she's really inspiring to me like she's just i mean she's not like i mean she's just like any other mom but like she's a psychiatric nurse and yeah like anybody who can work with like i don't want to say psychotic patients but technically that's what it is yeah like you have a lot of patience and like her her family was just like very mentally unstable mm-hmm. and I find it very inspiring the way she has been stable throughout it. And that inspires me. And, like, I'm her kid, you know. Yeah. And I know how Are you the only... Mentally, do you have sisters or do you just have brothers? I just have a brother. You have a brother. Okay. Yeah. Are you older or he's older? Um, He's older than me by 18 months. Okay. And he inspires me too, but he's kind of a bonehead. So it's like, <laughs> I can't really say... that He, he used to be, like, my biggest inspiration. But yeah. now he's just So, like, yeah, my mom, she definitely... 
because I don't know if like if I ever like my because my mom's deaf. I know you know that, mm-hmm. but like she like worked or put herself like she has her master's degree like and she has two, she doesn't have two master's degrees, but she has a master's and then she has um a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. in two different things. Yeah, that's the same as my mom. Yeah, and like she worked like so hard to put herself like through like all the schooling and like her parents she's deaf her parents never learned sign language they put her in public schooling like they didn't really do much for her sorry grandma if you ever hear this um <laughs> wow wait that's isn't that fucked up yeah. that's fucked up like especially me being from to a place not learn sign language for your kid. for your child she knows no sign language the abcs that's it so if she's like she wants to talk to her does she have to like no boom, she boom, just boom, talks boom. like really, she just like enunciates really hard like especially me coming from a place of being a mom like i'm like i can't even i can't even imagine if my son was born deaf and like to not like learn a way to like to not know how to communicate with him Mm -hmm. and so like my mom has always like her number one priority all of my life has been family and like i i think i'm not i think i know that that stems from like the way she was brought up because she was never her she was never prioritized yeah she She's the one who helped my grandpa, like, when he got dementia. She's the one who helped him, even though he had, like, a brand new wife. And she was deaf helping him do this? Yeah, she's the one and who he helped. didn't even know, like, sign language? Nope. Wow. Inspirational. Period. That's amazing. Okay, so then, so now on a greater scale, so you have Tyler Creator. My mom and... No, but, like, now we're, now we're, we're going back to, pivoting back to, like, celebrities, so, or, like, okay people with a you know a name for themselves so you would do tyler tyler the creator for sure um because i would do pierre born mm-hmm. pierre born i just really like his like artistic vision and the way he like he really came up from like he was sleeping in the, when he moved to atlanta he was sleeping in a studio just trying to figure it out and then mm-hmm. he like he got put on with cardi oh that's cool um i i i don't know much about this artist but metro boomin has done a lot of collaborations with artists that i like but yeah. I don't know if I can consider him an inspiration yeah. because, like, I don't know him. Right. Or, like, what he does. But um, there is this artist. Her name is Ez Devlin. She does, like, a lot of the studio sets for... She's done studio sets for Kanye, um, Beyonce. I think she did the Renaissance tour. Or I might be wrong. But she's done stuff for, like, Billie Eilish. Um, she does these really huge, like, sets that are, like... Because I don't know if you um, ever saw the, it was like the Kanye West giant like robot that like had its head down. It was like on stage. I I want to say she did that. Um, and then she does like really large like boxes. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's hard to explain it without like, I don't know. I don't want to say it wrong. Right. A visual representation, which is why we need to backtrack to the point I made earlier. Girl, I said. <laughs> about you getting a video aspect said, of this. Okay. So the first, the plan is for the first video recorded podcast to be January 2nd. Oh, okay. Cool. Because, well, I got to tell you why. Damn. Because Sonia <laughs> is going to eat 12 McChickens back to back. Oh, she shit. She can. Do you think I Sonya heard can- that. I heard that episode. I heard that episode where y'all were like, Sonia's going to. Do you think she could do it? 12 McChickens back to back. Does she get a glass of water? Yeah. She can like. How is there a time limit? 12 minutes? During the podcast. The whole podcast? So yeah. that's like. Uh, each an podcast hour. is ranged from like an hour. So like, I mean, I don't doubt that she couldn't do that it. is 24 pieces of bread i don't i know right i rem- <laughs> i think it was ty b who said Ty-B that he said that <laughs> that's 24 pieces of bread and i was like whoa <laughs> i did not i don't think bread. that way <laughs> i mean i think she, by the end of the podcast she's gonna feel it like she's gonna be like All i think right, by Eva. mcchicken number four she's gonna feel it she's sonia's just like kind of petite like she's, she's small. small like i don't she ain't kind of she is yeah but Here's a visual representation of the things that this as Devlin has done. That's cool. Yeah, they do cool stuff. But I don't know. I am not gonna knock that she can do it. <laughs> but I, I would like to see it. I. That's why it's gonna be the. It ha- that one has to be. When but, is it? So the thing is, is I don't know if it, I think I'm gonna have a guest sitting where you're sitting, and she's gonna be sitting in the background busting down those twelve McChickens. Because I don't need her to be distracted by, you know, the topics of the pod. I need her to be focused on getting those 12 so McChickens down. So you're going to have multiple people doing the podcast? I'm going to have one per. Wouldn't it be... Oh, wouldn't it be cool if I had, like, guests rotating? So she can really have a good form of entertainment. Mm. And I also think we need to get, like, a poll going 
I want to I think like a stripper pole or a oh a pole like a P O L L. Yeah. A pole. I think she'll get I think she'll get eight down. Mm-hmm. But it's also like once you hit eight, you're you're gonna want to go for the full twelve. Mm-hmm. But eight seems like I if I have two McChickens, I am like I need to unbutton my pants. But say you have eight McChickens and then you you go for that next four. Once you get past those two, you're gonna be like, shit. So like how many this. think you go she she gonna do? I think she's gonna do like six, seven. But I want to say she's going to do the full 12. Like, because once you get them first six, but it's also kind of like doing push-ups, you know? Like, say you're going for 10, and then you get to five, you're like, I can't give up. I can't give up. I got to hit 10. Right. You know? Well, January 2nd. That's what she's going to do. All right. Well, I'm excited I to think see I it. have to pay for the McChickens, which is fair, because I'm the one making her do it. I mean, I I think that's fair, too. Yeah. I think that's only right. I agree. Um, but no, for <laughs> for inspirations, if Sony eats twelve McChickens, she'll be my inspiration. That'll be pretty freaking inspiring. <laughs> That'd That's be why lit. it has to be recorded. Yeah, I would love to see that. Oh yeah, you could you could really do some really cool like podcast themes too. You know, like like the McChicken one. You could get oh like just just the video aspect of it. Would I really... want the video aspect of it. It's it's in the plan. It's in the it is coming. It's coming. It's in the works, y'all. It's in the works. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world for a year. Mm, that's a really good question. It's your question. Damn, I be asking these questions and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I really want to live for a year. I want to live somewhere tropical. Like, yeah. I would like to say... Hawaii, but I got a lot going on. Yeah, that's just not right now where I should go. And also, it's like the fact that Hawaii should not be a United States like state. You know, I just think like it's just problematic. But I don't know. I kind of want to live in Mexico for a year, but that's also like a lot going on there too. Go to Bali. I don't know if I'd want to go there for a year though. A year in Bali. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I really want to go, like I said, somewhere tropical, but I feel like it would be really cool and like just taxing, but also like in a good way to like go somewhere like Antarctica and do like research, you know, because there's not really people who live out there. But it's so cool to see the like research that they do on like the glaciers. You gonna be on week three and you gonna text me, I wanna go to Dollar Bob Night in <laughs> Trinity. I can't do it. <laughs> no, I will probably come home. Um maybe I think Japan. About, oh. I think that would be cool. I want to go to with my whole being, I wanna go to Japan so badly. Um I'm just thinking about like a year because it's it's crazy. I was just talking to somebody like about how it's when you don't have like a kid, right? Because I have a kid now, so I'm thinking like mm-hmm. a year. I'm like, I gotta bring my kid. Right. Like, it's gotta be a whole thing, even though I feel like that's not really what the question is like about. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I think about how somebody, I he did my podcast. Um, was talking about how he's really struggling with. He doesn't know if he like has a feeling of where home is anymore because he's been uh he's been going to um harvard and so he only comes back to like wisconsin to like visit but Mm. he doesn't really feel a sense of home here he doesn't feel a sense of home there and so he was like really like struggling with it and i'm so sorry if i was not supposed to air that out but (laughs) um i told him to like look at it as like a blessing because right once you have your roots somewhere that you never necessarily plan to plant them mm-hmm. it's hard to think about like where would i go live for a year because right. i mean i would say like i would go test the waters out somewhere that i want to potentially move or you know whatever but because i never planned to plant roots in milwaukee and here i am yeah so i don't know because i've i've said it a million times i want to live in atlanta that's where i'm from that's where i would like to be is that where i would spend a year though maybe yeah. to get it out of my system I mean, see, it's, like, hard for me to say anywhere in the world because any there's a lot of places there 
where there's a lot of like language barriers, you know, and like, I mean, like granted, I would love to learn like the native language of a place, but like that's an aspect where I'm like, I kind of just want to stay in the United States, maybe go to like New York or right. Colorado. Right. Because I think a year in New York would be cool. Also, like, what are the extensions of this? Like, is this... Is money an issue, you know? Money is not going to be an issue, I feel like. Like, if if you had the opportunity to just, like... Like, somebody was, like, all expenses paid, I'll put you in a... Like, you're, you're middle class. Like, you're not going to be living in no high-rise in Manhattan. Right. But you're not going to be, like, you know... You're, you're going to be in, like, a, a decent place, not a shoebox. You're going to be able to eat, meet people, like, do whatever. You still have to work, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that's... I see I've always wanted to do like some sort of um artist residency where they like yeah. pay for you to like make art you, they apply or they supply your artistic needs and your living and all of that stuff and you can also bring like friends and family to stuff like that right like you if you had a kid you could bring your kid and they would live there too yeah so, like, stuff like that. Like, I've always wanted to do something like that. I had a teacher who I want to say did one in Japan for a year, which is, like, why I think that's kind of, like, why I always was, like, interested in doing or moving to Japan. But I don't know. I just, like, right now, being that I'm not going to be in Milwaukee much longer yeah. and I'm moving back to Louisiana, I don't know. I'm just, like, the idea of moving back to Louisiana is, like, scary to me mm-hmm. because I'm going to be when there. did you move here? I moved here, I think it was 2019, okay. so I've been here for like four and a half, five years right. almost, and because it's like, I'm going to move back to Louisiana, and it's like, my plan is to go back to school and um, get some sort of like business degree of some sort, or maybe yeah. even go to law school, that's that's on my plans too, but I don't know if that's going to work out, but like I have those plans, but it's like, after that, what next? Like, I don't have any reason to move out of louisiana so it's like i'm scared that i'll end up being just like everybody else and like and ending up living in like the place that i'm from and it's like it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's not a bad thing but i i get that because like that was like my plan was milwaukee was supposed to be a stepping stone for me to the like to moving to atlanta there was i did want to live in chicago i live in chicago for like two three months it just was not the right time moved back Cause I like moved in with a, like a friend and mm-hmm. I was like supposed to be like looking for like an apartment, like doing all that. But I was 18 fresh out of high school. Um, so it just didn't work out. And so, yeah, so the plan was always move to Atlanta. But like I said, I had a kid. The plan is to still hopefully move to Atlanta. It's just going to be a while from now. Um, cause that's where I'm from. Like from when I was a kid. Cause I consider now right. like where I'm from is like, well, here. your kid is like what? Eight, nine, 11 11 months months? okay sorry yeah he's 11 months and i mean like he'll be a year soon and then i feel like the time to move when you have a kid is like when they can start school see but it's also like i don't know it's hard because i'm moving for i'd be moving for myself i mean granted i he is not gonna be attending mps under any circumstance but Mm -hmm. i'm like if i move you know it's that changes his whole I mean, we got babysitters here, you know, right. family babysitters. We mm-hmm. got like it takes a village and it really does. And if I move to Atlanta, I got people out there, but not anybody that's got time to help me right. with a child, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that is also difficult. But, you know, it's it's kind of what you make of it and how exactly you maneuver around it, which so is like- why, like I said, like I've been fighting feeling like. Like, I've been fighting the fact that I have essentially planted roots in Milwaukee, but I need to, it's I, it's just all about mindset, and mm-hmm. that's why with, like, the, the project I'm, like, working on, I'm like, well, if I look at it as, like, a good thing and, like, what I, what the ways I can benefit from it, then it won't be something that I'm consistently resisting. Right, and if you have a portfolio that is from the roots that you have set in place in Milwaukee, like, you have all of this all of these accomplishments you know and you move somewhere else that's something that you can show to a new set of eyes and that's something that's very beautiful because when I was leaving Louisiana to move out here it was scary but I was coming from 
a place that like I felt like you know I had a lot going on for me and then I moved here and I was like now what do I do like I don't know anybody but the whole process of getting to know people yeah and creating friends and enemies like that's something that's so beautiful and it's you got a little bit of both (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but it's just like I think it's it's beneficial to everybody to get away from what they know because like it made me realize how much I miss home how much I miss family but it's also made me stronger in a way because I come from a place where I am very appreciated loved and I'm not just like toot my own horn here like I was like always like I never really had enemies from where I'm from but now I'm just like in a headspace where I feel like you know, people are just problematic to be problematic, and that's not anything to do with Milwaukee, but just, like, the scenes that I've, like, put myself in, and it's so nice to get away from what you know, because you're allowing yourself to be a part of something greater than you. Yeah. Because, I mean, shit, like, when I came here and didn't know anybody, I felt like I was, like, a rock in the middle of the ocean, just, like, stagnant, not knowing what to do, just emotionless but like feeling everything all at once as it like Mm -hmm. moved around me if that makes any sense at all i yeah i know i get what you mean yeah it's just i i didn't expect this episode to be so deep i thought we were just gonna be a little goofy silly the whole time deep (laughs) we got deep oh we we could be goofy and silly we're goofy and silly in real life i feel like but it's hard to be it's hard to be goofy and silly like on the pod yeah because i feel like this is like serious this is a serious it conversation got a little serious it got a little a little real that's okay yeah you still look like michael Sarah. bitch <laughs> <laughs> you really got me fucked up all right do you have any do you have any closing notes anything you want to get off your chest um closing notes um i guess for me towards everyone who is listening just do what makes you happy don't let people influence you in ways that you know make you feel like you're not who you're supposed to be or where you're supposed to be um don't let them haters affect you be strong stay close to your family you know and if your family isn't blood related you know like sometimes it doesn't have to be family can be friends you know you can confide in the people who do care about you, even if it isn't your family. And, like, always know that there's somebody out there for you. That's my closing note. That's your closing note? Okay, now uh, give me a closing. What would what would I say in this? Um, I don't know what you would say. I'm not going to lie. I listened to, like, the first half of, like, every podcast. <laughs> I think I listened to two fully. So I don't know what your closing. What would your closing note be? Uh, this has been hard to please with Eva V. Well, this has been hard to please with Eva V, featuring Big Lundo Bundo, Lundorama. You guys have a lovely rest of y'all's <laughs> night. Get home safe, whatever you're doing, and if you're already in bed, read a book. And if somebody could find me, scrub the internet for that Kids Bob London collab. That would be greatly appreciated. No one's gonna find it. All right. <laughs> Good night. Nighty night. <laughs>